This is Stories and Soundscapes in Lo-Fi, the Humber Galleries podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to take a look at The Breath of Distance, the current show at the Humber Galleries. The show was brought together by Alize Zorlutuna, our curator in residence. She brought together seven incredible contemporary artists across both galleries. These artists include Amber Williams King, Chunhua Catherine Dong, Petrina Ng, Soko Fong Nagash, Melissa Watson, Shelly Zhang, and Charlene Vickers. I sat down with Melissa Watson and had a conversation about their piece. Melissa told me a bit about their piece reunion, which included digital illustrations of their family's hands and a subpack that vibrates along with the audio of their family's stories. Melissa, uh, I grew up just outside of Toronto, a place called Markham. I was adopted, so I was adopted. And my most of my family lives in Georgia and also in California. But the work is largely based on meeting my family from Georgia for the first time, and kind of like the work that I have up at at Humber looks at kind of what we hold. They're um, digital illustrations of uh, my family members' hands from photographs taken while I was there. And on, on top of those, there's like the backs of photographs uh, that were given to me of our family. So those are like the first pictures that I received um, of what my family members look like and stuff like that. So folks can kind of just read like what's written on the backs. So kind of just thinking of hands as the kind of conduits or uh, the holders of our stories and our um, the intergenerational connections that we share even even when we don't necessarily like know our ancestors or have connections with our lines it's uh, it's a part of us and it's a part of like our healing and our healing ourselves as well so that's kind of what the, the work is about I was curious to hear about Melissa's work and the decision to tell a story through physical sensation and vibration. So for me, the experience was a very like visceral um, embodied experience and touch is definitely something that it guides me through the world, I think, more than anything else. And I really wanted to share the experience of like emotionally and also like what it feels like to hold. Um, and so there's a there's a sense of comfort coming from this um, the use of vibration and there's also a sense of like it could be anxiety provoking it could be it could bring up lots of things Mm -hmm. and I think I wanted to share like the complexity of what that is of like the anticipation and also the the fear and also the unknown Um, I so the the vibration pack is is about sharing like a verbal archive an oral story history of storytelling um, of my family but because I didn't have it for so long, it's kind of like talking about loss and grief, but of like not actually hearing the stories. So you're not able to hear the stories, um, but you're able to feel them. And so um, that's what I wanted to share with others. So um, that might feel like you're being held and, uh, and maybe like just feeling the ways that people in your own family spoke you know I wanted to like allow people to go into their own experiences um, and also that the relationships with family however those families are whether chosen or like biological um, those relationships are complicated and um, I wanted to offer like a moment of of healing or reflection that is very personal and people could have with them just themselves I was also curious about the act of concealing within the piece. 
by only allowing a certain amount of context to be revealed to the viewers. I asked Melissa, how does the physical sensation of audio towards the body work with redirecting the gaze? Part of it, I think, is is looking... So the work is like kind of its own archive and looking at archives and responding to archives of like black and indigenous people historically has been very much an experience of um, where there's sometimes a lack of consent from the people who, uh, whose stories they are and oftentimes they, they, can, they can kind of come from a place of like great harm um, and there can be a lot of gaze involved. Um, in, in this process of like learning and knowing um, and also like a great loss from the people whose stories they actually are and like the genera- generationally, um, like generational gaps in, not, in knowing. So in kind of having this like incredible opportunity and gift to like be reconnected and reunited with these stories, um, I felt like a great responsibility to hold them well and also um, letting folks like I think the concealing part is more to let to let people know who maybe don't have their stories or who are just coming to their stories or to feel like they have something to hold on to um, that they, they they don't have to share if they don't want to or yeah it, it's we we can and we also that hold our stories in different ways um, there is there is a part of our stories that is or, uh, like that is held in orality so would you say it's, it's more about um, connecting rather than it is like concealing and, and like holding back it's, it's more of a, just mm. a way of, of further connecting with other people's stories who you know um, are in a similar situation or mm. are within the community where they might be feeling the same way I think it's both. Yeah, for sure. I think it's both like wanting to connect with others who may experience similar things, who may just have like pieces and not full stories Mm -hmm. to kind of give them a little bit of comfort in that. Um, Because it can, for me, it kind of felt like I was always seeking more or that like I actually having those stories wasn't going to be possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's part of it. And also... Um, the, the reality is sometimes we don't have these photographs. Sometimes we don't have these, the ways that our family members spoke. Um, and that's kind of like a grieving process. And so part of it is, you know, part of this is about love and part of it is about longing and part of it is about grief. And I wanted folks to kind of be held and experiencing all those things. Mm-hmm. So noticing that something is missing or not missing but is there but is just not accessible mm-hmm. um or something that you can't necessarily grasp i think i think i wanted people to feel that i felt that this piece was an act of resistance an intimate and personal experience that's both felt physically and emotionally through concealing and folding i asked melissa how do they reclaim these memories and stories as a part of their healing? I mean, the the piece as a whole it is there are so many more pieces of it, um, and it is it is one that um, these these pieces are truly ones that like have come out of like real time working through these emotions and these experiences and. Um, you know, I only met my family in April of last year, and these pieces kind of began or like came around June. 
So and and um, so I think that as these, it is it's more about the 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 physical connection or the not just the physical but the the real life connection to the people and the place and the and the stories. Um, it does feel like healing, but it's hard to describe. It's hard to describe this this sense of um, not just belonging and not just loss but a sense of being here it's very much a sense of being present and like you can feel it uh i don't i don't really know how to describe it but um sometimes sometimes healing is seen or even resistance is seen as like this act um that is forceful or that is um going to going to um end somewhere it's going to um it's a journey somewhere and there will be a destination you know like um i think i think now more people understand healing is like a a long process and um but i think it there really is um something about being able to return to somewhere whether that's like a physical place or a emotional place or a spiritual place that allows for a sense of like calm allows for a sense of like um, groundedness that is what I can see right now as like what healing is um, because there's no like returning there's no real returning to like a, a time before the pain happened or a time before the loss happened or a time before um, the um, the distance became the distance you know um, there will always be the memory of the distance, but the piece is called Reunion because um, it's about like reuniting your your being and your community and your stories with y- yourself and being able to continue to pass those on generationally, I think is like one of the most powerful parts of healing. Yeah, even if, even if you don't have, even if you don't have them down to you you have stories to pass on um to someone and and i think that that's an incredible part of this this, like learning journey you know this was stories and soundscapes and lo-fi the humber galleries podcast this podcast was recorded on humber's north campus we acknowledge the land that we're guests on We acknowledge that Humber's central campus is located in Adobigo, place of the Alders in the Ojibwe language. It's uniquely situated along the Humber River watershed, which historically provided an integral connection for Aboriginal peoples between the Lakeshore of Ontario and the Lake Simcoe-Georgian Bay region, known as the traditional territory of the Ojibwe Anishinaabe Aboriginal people. It includes several First Nations communities throughout the area. Thanks for listening and make sure to check out our other episodes.